0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the season finale of The Nobody's Podcast. Before we take a brief recess, we've got the season finale of Annie's Approval, another installment of The Nobody's Nose Around, and it wouldn't be our final episode if I didn't introduce yet another new segment and a man in Florida didn't do something dumb. All this and more coming up. right into that one all right
1: hey guys i'm
0: Annie. hey i'm bryce we we're the nobodies.
1: nobodies experts on nothing
0: opinions on everything
1: hey guys welcome back to another episode of the nobodies the last of season one
0: yes i can't believe Annie, we've been doing this for a year almost
1: which is really crazy that we've never found a reason to skip a week <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, well, except for except for Black Lives Matter, we did skip that. We did, but we put out a statement.
1: Yes, and there was a good reason.
0: Definite reason too. That was a yes. reason to skip. Let's yeah. just put it that way. I, I changed. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, which you're probably not, but I changed my shirt because I wanted to match Annie.
1: <laughs> he did. And what else is new? Um,
0: <laughs> okay, so it's been a season full of Quarant wins, but this is the final installment of Quarant winning hopefully ever. Um, so Annie, I want to know how you, how did you Quarant win this season? Well, why don't we do, we put out some clips from, uh, we put out some clips on Instagram about our favorite moments. So maybe just tell the people who maybe didn't see that uh, what you said, and then maybe another highlight, if you can think of one.
1: Um, Well, I just said that the favorite, my favorite part of this first year was when you and I kind of moved towards taking a stand about issues and specifically for me, just being very public about the Black Lives Matter movement and where we stand with that was my favorite part just because, and I said this in the video, it's something I've been passionate about for as long as I can remember. So, um, just being very public about where I stand on that, um... And this is going to send producer Bryce into a tizzy. I didn't know you were going to drop the... I have no idea what's happening this episode. Very on brand. Um, but I'm actually going to bypass another highlight. And um, I just want to talk about Jacob Blake for a second. Yeah. Um, he, if For those of you that don't know or have been living under a rock, Jacob Blake was shot seven times at Point Blank Grange by a police officer in Kenosha, Wisconsin. A couple days ago, in front of his children, and before it happened, he had been breaking up a domestic dispute between two women. And then, once the police showed up, he he wanted to get back to his kids to leave, and um, he was shot seven times. The good news is he's alive. He's in serious condition, and he is. I did see a news report that he's paralyzed, um, and. I think it's weighing really. I'm trying not to get emotional about it because it's weighing You're really heavy to on me. me. Emotional. I know. Well, I just like I am so frustrated, and I'm not even a black person, and the and the NBA it, they are all protesting. They're Everybody not playing the, the game. <laughs> <laughs> They're all protesting and not playing their games and the the playoffs games tonight. Um, I I know the Mariners have postponed their game. The WNBA has all postponed. Um, Kenny Smith walked off the set of NBA Live tonight off TNT. And honestly, it's about time. Like, it's so ridiculous to me that other black people are the ones that are having to do these things and walk off sets and not play and not do their jobs because white people can't get their shit together enough during the protests in Kenosha over the last few nights, I think it was yesterday, a white man who illegally owned a gun, walked into a crowd of protesters and walked around with this huge ass gun for hours. He was untouched by police. He proceeded to kill two men and then walked right by the police and left. Like, I just do not understand how this happens. So if you are a listener that falls on the All Lives Matter train, quite honestly, go fuck yourself because no one is saying that black lives matter more than anybody else's. But clearly in the eyes of some police officers and in the eyes of this country, they matter less. And that's bullshit. And I just, I don't understand. Tamir Rice was killed years ago in a park by cops for playing with a fake gun. Last night, a white person walked into a crowd of people, killed two of them, walked past cops unharmed. Like how I just, we have to make a change and you have to be on the right side of history here. And so I, again, I'm so glad that we have this platform, but all I can say is get vocal, donate to the causes that you need to donate, do whatever you need to do, educate the fuck out of yourselves and stop. Ignoring this privilege, black people can't change this on their own. White people have to step the fuck up. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm so tired of seeing it. No, in you're the, right. You're w- we're day. at
0: we're at our wits end. I mean, yeah. it, it's 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 horrific. I mean, it like it, it's I can't believe that this is happening in our country and that people aren't they, they are not. I mean, there's still no justice for Breonna Taylor. You know, I mean, it's been months. It's been months, literal months. months.
1: It's been a year since Elijah McClain the, the was- The cops who shot
0: Brianna Taylor have not been brought to justice. And it's, no. and it's insane. And you know what? I've been bad too, because, you know, you don't see Brianna Taylor trending. Now she was just on the cover of, she's now going to be on the cover of, I think, Vanity Fair or Vogue, that, like her silhouette or whatever. But like, it doesn't matter. I sent you this too, I just to piggyback off of what you're saying. Um, it's from uh, a girl has no president on Instagram and it just says judging a demonstration by its most violent participants, but not judging a police force by its most violent cops is the language of the oppressor. And it's like a fucking man. I mean, yeah. what in the hell, how can you, how can you, the whole all lives matter? How can you say, how can you be, you know, Oh, our police are getting our, our, You know, I hope that they all, you know, people will say, oh, I hope they all quit. I hope all the police quit. And then what's going to happen when something bad actually happens? No one is talking about all of the cops. We are talking about the people who clearly take this as a superior role over people and have a power hungry ego issue. It is not, it is not the fact that people, it's not that we don't want or need police. I just don't understand how people can twist and turn all this shit so violently that it it, like it makes it it's like how do you even make how do you even make a statement like that how do you even make can you really not understand
1: uh completely I saw something because it's the all live all lives matter idiots um they're quick to say well more white people are killed by cops every year than black people White people make up the majority of this population. The number of black people that are killed every year, based on statistics alone, it would show that black people make up 30% of this country. They actually only make up 13.2%. So do not sit here and say and use that as an excuse. Not no. to mention, and again, I'm with you. I, know, I personally know yes. cops that are good guys. Of course. I, you know what I mean? I'm not saying all yes. cops are bad. In the U.S., in one, in one year, 1,022 people were killed by police officers. 15 European, European countries combined, it wasn't just European, it was also Australia, New Zealand, but 15 countries combined in one year killed 82 people. There is a problem in America with the police system. Not only that, but it is specifically a huge issue for the black community. So... I'm going to sum this up because we do want to have fun this episode, but I just want to say to all of our friends that are black and of people of color, we stand with you. Please do not hesitate to reach out to us on Instagram, please on Twitter, do. on email. It's no expert at all opinion. What? No expert all opinion at gmail.com. Please. Like if there's anything we can do, if there's any way we can bring awareness, please let us know. Um, And everybody else, like, just...
0: God, walk in somebody else's goddamn shoes for a second. Just think about perspective. I really want people who are listening, and I think that most of our listeners do, but tell people who don't, think about things from other people's perspective. Walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. We've heard that since we were growing up. Like,
1: stop letting people that you're close to get away with this shit.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and call, call. I mean, call me. Like seriously, I'm not. I, I'm not immune. Call me out if I say something that that is. Sam Is you know, I mean, I'm not like. Don't. I'm not acting like I'm holier than thou. Let me know. I will stop saying something. I will stop doing something that is that is oppressive or suppressing someone's voice or or anything. You know, I I just. I mean, something has got something has got to be done. It's. Yeah out of it's just it really is just completely out of control um yeah I agree um
1: I will say now that we're putting a bow on that um it took me a whole year to cry on the podcast
0: (laughs) I know I was just gonna say I was getting teary this is something we've never done before so (laughs) it's true Producer prizes have No, I'm just kidding. That's awful. I mean, I'm not at the, it, it's like, I shouldn't even joke about that because it's not, it shouldn't be like, this is, this is something that is really important. And I think that I just, to echo what you said, I mean, that's what I said in my video too. My favorite moment was when we started talking about politics and this kind of stuff, joining the national conversation because at first we didn't want to turn anybody off. And I think that it's really important for us to be able to share the things that we're passionate about, not only for our, not only for ourselves, but for everybody else. Hopefully if we are, if we're passionate about it, then other people will feel like it's interesting to them that listen to us.
1: Yeah. I think more specifically, you were afraid to turn people off because you really can't afford to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
0: That is so true. I need all the friends and help I can get. Honestly. You know
1: I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. God, God, I mean, everybody just needs to love me. It's like a real, it's a real issue in my, in my head. I would
1: prefer just people leave me alone. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I just need, I I mean, I just, I, I just feel the same way. I think that we, you know, it is, it is really important to us and we, I, I mean, you know, you, I I think I can speak for you too. Like I am very concerned, you know, I just want equality for, for everyone. And I think everyone should have the same shot, regardless of how you look or who you love or whatever it is. It's just, we just want people to be equal and to have a fair shot at everything. And I think that's sort of our main thing. Um, and maybe it's a generational thing too, because it feels like that's what a lot of people are feeling that are our age and stuff. So I hope that that continues, but yeah, I think, (coughs) That was definitely a highlight and I really feel like we hit a stride when we started doing this and when we started talking about this stuff. It just sort of became, don't you feel like it sort of became, and not, this is like in the best way possible, it sort of just became unavoidable. I mean, at a certain point, you know, we couldn't, Um, we couldn't couldn't ignore it anymore, so.
1: Well, and we kind of have a, a deal and like a pact to be very honest on this podcast and it's kind of for you it's therapy for me it's just like a way to get like things off my chest um which I guess is therapy but I think we were suppressing that part of our because both of us are incredibly vocal about these things on social media and in real life and so I think it was we were suppressing that side of ourselves and that's not right either
0: right for sure I think that's great. Well, you know, you guys, and we're we're gonna be bright, we're gonna be right back here, right in time for the election. So <laughs> buckle buckle up. <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, let's start in on our final episode with the season finale of our favorite segment, Andy's approval. Yes. Ready?
1: I'm ready. Always okay. born ready.
0: <laughs> All right. So the first I have three I have three headlines, three stories for you, and I need your approval or disapproval. All right, so a Krispy Kreme worker runs a single donut through Glazer 25 times, creates monstrosity. According to Fox News, a Krispy Kreme worker decided to find out what happens when you glaze an original glazed donut over and over again. After an hour of glazing, he and his coworkers then taste tested it, and out of the four people who tried it, three were only able to take one bite before giving up. The last, however, was apparently able to finish the entire thing. Annie, do you approve of this?
1: um yeah, obviously <laughs> <laughs> okay wait though i'm so confused
0: so like they was- just ran like you know how they just you know think that th- i think it's like an automatic glazer but they yeah just kept-
1: no, no no i know that but it's, so it's okay. basically just 25 layers of glaze
0: it's basically just frosting it was frosting in like a tiny donut piece of it in there
1: i mean obviously i approve of this <laughs> Like, serve that to me with a scoop of ice cream, and we are in business.
0: (laughs) Okay, so in other glaze-related news from Krispy Kreme, the chain is planning to open a flagship location in New York City's Times Square this fall, complete with a theater area that will allow guests to view the donuts passing under one of the largest glaze waterfalls in company history. Do you approve (laughs) of this?
1: (laughs) I mean... Oh,
0: God. How fat are people in this country?
1: I was was just going to say that. Like, obviously, we've learned nothing in quarantine. Not a thing. I mean, but honestly, like, I also... Times Square is such a tourist hotspot. So if you're going to Times Square, like, you're either from middle America and can take down a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts because we all know they're full of air. Oh
0: yeah, I could. You're
1: from another country and you already hate us and think we're fat. So, (laughs) I mean, sure, why not? Just stick with the plan, America.
0: (laughs) Great, I like that. Okay, so you two approvals, all right. Uh, So the next story is teens break into New Jersey petting zoo, ride animals and cause chaos. A group of teenagers broke into a New Jersey petting zoo and cops say they turned the place upside down in the middle of the night and cruelly put lipstick on one of the animals. The family that lived on the farm said they tried chasing them down, but all the kids got away. Afterwards, the owner says he was sent a photo of a blonde girl riding one of his miniature donkeys with her full weight on it and a Snapchat filter that read Abma's Farm, which is apparently the name of this. It appears only one of their ponies it, it also appears that one of their ponies received a makeover with lipstick applied to its mouth. The facility claims the kids also released a bunch of animals from their confined areas and interacted with the livestock in ways that were dangerous, leaving the creatures frazzled after the fact. No arrests have been made. <laughs> Annie, do you approve?
1: I actually don't because those poor animals.
0: I, I know. mean I
1: don't I don't like that they rode the mini donkeys. That's not good. I don't think that the like the fact that they put lipstick on a mini pony or whatever. I don't think like that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but I do feel bad because those animals are probably so confused and so flustered. And that's I mean, not fair. why are they
0: do, why are they do, why are they like influencing at, at when they break into a farm like into a petting zoo. We've
1: seen influencers do far dumber shit.
0: I know but still they
1: probably one of them probably hit their Instagram and said, I've been getting so many messages about my mini donkey ride. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of you guys have been messaging me and wondered like
0: so many DMs about the donkey. He actually, I've gotten
1: a lot of DMs regarding the lipstick color on the mini pony.
0: (laughs) He's actually Sagittarius. Uh,
1: (laughs) The pony is a Virgo. And so we went with the shade pillow talk. (laughs) that's a very famous lipstick shade
0: oh pillow talk yeah gosh i i really wish i knew that
1: no Uh, i'm really glad you didn't
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean same but all right okay so final story is uh you do i did send you this story tmz's harvey levin and warner brothers hit with a discrimination and retaliation action over outlets alleged sexist and misogynistic culture Bernadette Zilio, a former TMZ production assistant and on-air contributor, has filed a discrimination and retaliation complaint with the federal government against Harvey Levin and Warner Brothers Entertainment that could lead to a lawsuit down the line. In the complaint, according to Deadline, Zilio and her attorney detail the culture at uh, the celebrity gossip outlet and sister site 2FAB as a, quote, boys club, 100% a bro-fest, and a freaking frat house. And they say when Zillio tried to do something through the corporate channels about how she and other women were being treated, she was punished, pink-slipped, and threatened. Annie, do you approve? Um, of the lawsuit, sorry.
1: Um, yeah, I actually do. I think I, when you sent me this story, one, I did not read it. And <laughs> two, I said, well, that was only a matter of time. Right. I mean, that guy's such a, ew. I, awesome. Okay,
0: first of all, I I actually I actually do know this girl because when I worked at TMZ, oh. I, I mean I knew who she was. I didn't I didn't really I didn't work with her across paths, and I really can't. I was so far removed from the TMZ because I worked on a different production just in their office. I was so far removed from that that I I mean I would love to be able to say or not say yes this is true, but I really I I really can't speak to it honestly. And but I will say like. How silly is, like, not to take away from anything that she's claiming, but, like, seriously, if this is really in, like, a law briefing, like, a freaking frat house 100% bro fest is just, like, I don't know. I just oh, I'm that sure it really- is. That I feel like that's the perfect way to explain TMC. I know, but I honestly just thought it was so funny that, like, they used that verbiage, like... <laughs> it's
1: the largest... Bro fest. <laughs> it's the largest collection of, like, mostly straight men that give a shit about celebrity news.
0: Yeah, that's true. Truth. So So, you do approve of the lawsuit. I do. Okay. So that's, well, I guess there was sort of four stories. So three in one. Yeah. Pretty good.
1: It was pretty good. good. You
0: should have tallied up them all. Oh, well. Um, You can do that
1: on the hiatus.
0: Sure. Yeah. Report back. Okay. Um, again, you can go like go to the toilet or something if you need to, because uh, we're now moving on to uh, the the latest installment of The Nobody's Knows Around. This time, The Nobody's Knows Around on the Conway's. Who are they? Well, let me just pontificate for a moment. You may have heard of George Conway, an attorney and founder of the Lincoln Project, which is an anti-Trump super PAC made up of several current and former Republicans who endorsed Joe Biden for president and also known for lighting social media on fire. However, you've probably definitely heard of his wife, Kellyanne Conway, who is a top Trump advisor and perfectly impersonated by Kate McKinnon on Saturday Night Live. Yes, these two are married. Two people on complete opposite sides of the spectrum share a bed. This insane arrangement seemed to be working fine until earlier this week when both Kellyanne and George announced that they were going to be stepping down from their respective posts, George from The Lincoln Project and Kellyanne from The Gates of Hell. Slate Magazine hypothesizes that while the resignations of two major Republican figures ahead of an enormous election may seem sudden, for anyone who's been following the story of their oldest daughter, Claudia Conway, and her social media rebellion this summer, it didn't come completely out of nowhere. Neither Kellyanne nor Georgia's statements, which they posted on Twitter on Sunday night, directly mentioned Claudia, but the announcements followed a 24-hour period that had seen the 15-year-old publicly announce her wish to seek emancipation from her parents and claim years of childhood trauma and abuse. Claudia recently tweeted to her newly sizable social media following that she was devastated that her mother was planning to speak at the Republican National Convention earlier this week and that she was officially pushing for emancipation. She had criticism for her father as well, writing that despite sharing common sense when it comes to our president, the two agree on nothing politically and that followers should stop stanning him. She also posted on TikTok writing that running away phase one starts tomorrow at 7 a.m. <clears throat> on Sunday, Claudia tweeted again to say that she was not getting emancipated because of, my mom, because of my mom's job or her mom's job. She also wrote that she planned to take a hiatus from social media adding, no hate to my parents please. This talk of emancipation and abuse seems to be what made the Conways start taking the situation seriously. Despite the social media hiatus she promised, after her parents' statements went up, Claudia went back on TikTok, taking credit and grandstanding, which again is pretty understandable. She's a teenager. However, neither of her parents, who are adults, could resist final jabs toward one another. Kellyanne went on. Went on without praising Trump's leadership and its positive impact on the peace and prosperity of the nation and on millions of Americans who feel forgotten no more. George stayed on message as well. He said, "Needless to say, I continue to support the Lincoln Project and its mission passionately." So, Annie, did you know anything about this story, and what do you think about it all?
1: I knew about like the bullet points. Only because I had read an article about Claudia's social media outburst.
0: Oh.
1: Um, I mean, you take one look at these people and you can tell they have issues.
0: Do you, think, do you think you could marry someone so politically different from you? No. No.
1: I only say that because right now, like, I want to punch most Trump supporters in the face. <laughs> And so, and I genuinely, like, I can have a civil conversation with someone that's a Trump supporter depending on their reasons for supporting him. But I have some people in my life that are just Trump supporters through and through. Like, it's not like, oh, well, he he has done some good for the economy. It's not like those people. Those people I can kind of, like, Okay. So you're against babies being in cages. Yeah. Like, but I have some people in my life that are just blind through and through Trump supporters. And those people will not be in my life for very long. So I, they will move from friend and family to an acquaintance role. Um, and so for me, I just could never be married to someone because how do you sleep in bed at night with someone that goes against like every core value?
0: Well, I was just going to say, I definitely, I definitely would marry someone who is so politically different from me. My type is totally that conservative pundit, um, Tommy Lauren. She's I mean, like, that be- is visually your type. She's beautiful and she's awful. Like I just want to- yeah. You just fight all the time. It would be just great. I mean, it would be, it would be No,
1: that girl sucks.
0: (laughs) So you do not approve of my,
1: (laughs) not even, (laughs) you can barely get it out because you know, that's not, that it's not true. I, I mean, listen, she's a beautiful girl, but you can't fix a bad personality.
0: No. I mean, I don't want to criticize, like, a minor being Claudia in this in this instance because there's, like, this is clearly not her issue, but it sounds very, like, Amanda Bynes to me, you know? Like, I mean, I just know that it must be serious because there's very few things that would pull Kellyanne Conway, like, from the Trump White House and deceiving the American people every day, so I have to imagine <laughs> that this is pretty serious. No, but seriously, I mean, I'm, I, like...
1: No, just when you said deceiving the American people ever. Oh, that made me. Well, laugh. I mean, it's me true. Laugh.
0: She goes. I mean, this is a woman that came up with alternative facts.
1: No, trust me. I know. I think she's a joke lying. Of a like
0: it's not. Call- I mean, first of all, her parents seem completely insane if they thought that their feuding jobs were going to a stop at the office or b you know create a stable home environment. Like I mean, right. are they? Is either
1: this way, their only kid.
0: I think they have more. I think they have more than one. I, I don't know that I can't, I don't know, but. She's I mean, just the
1: only one running away from home.
0: Well, yeah, here, I mean, I can look it up. I can just, I mean. Uh, well, it's not, I don't, I don't really don't care that no, much. No, but it is interesting because I wonder like, I mean, she has to be, um, let's see, hang on, sorry. Uh, maybe it is only, maybe she only does have, no, she has four kids, Claudia, George, Charlotte, and Vanessa. So Claudia is the oldest, so that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can certainly like lambast Kellyanne Conway more than her husband because she's working for a bankrupt reality star. But um I mean, he's at fault too. Like, couldn't he have just like headed up the Lincoln Project and then you know stepped away? Like, I just. Uh, I love the Lincoln Project, and I think it's I think it's great. But I also just sort of feel like why did he need to head this like when his wife is working at the White House? I mean, maybe that's the point, but yeah, it seems a little crazy. And I actually can't believe Donald Trump kept Kellyanne Conway gainfully employed while getting into Twitter spats with her husband, like when he was at three in the morning when he was on the toilet.
1: He probably like, loves it.
0: I well, I'm. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I think that that's ridiculous. You can't
1: say Kellyanne Conway without saying Trump's name. So, of course, he loves any press that she gets, regardless of if it's good or bad.
0: Well, he's, like, fighting with her husband all the time. Like, they were constantly sparring on Twitter.
1: God, just imagine being in your 70s and behaving this way.
0: I don't know. I mean, I I don't
1: know how old Kellyanne Conway is, but she looks 70.
0: She's probably 50. No, I know. But I mean, even then, like, this is just, this has just got, you know, I mean, truly, genuinely, I hope that they come together and resolve this. It sounds like they're making the right choice for their family, like a uh, politics aside. I mean, you could totally make fun of, easily make fun of them both. But I really, I really hope that this, because it, it does sound like they need to stop being selfish and like focus on their family.
1: Oh, 100% they need to do whatever's best for their kids. And in some scenarios, the best thing for the kids is to not be together anymore. (laughs) So.
0: (laughs) I mean, I know that's not funny, but just. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's true. Okay. Uh, Finally, we're going to talk about something we've never talked about on the podcast before. And frankly, it's shocking because it's one of Annie's favorite things. Since she's had to suffer through all the things I want to talk about, i.e. Donald Trump and or Taylor Swift, I thought it was high time we discussed something near and dear to her heart. Those of you close to her know that I am, of course, referring to the long-standing medical soap opera, Grey's Anatomy.
1: In oh, yeah. Segment,
0: in another brand new segment I'm calling Annie's Anatomy.
1: Oh, I love this.
0: <laughs> all right. So Grey's Anatomy is preparing to start on its 17th season. What the fuck? Uh, and ahead of that, leading lady Ellen Pompeo went on to Dax Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert, also one of Annie's favorite things, yeah. to discuss an array of topics, including her apprehensions about continuing to play the titular role of Meredith Grey after her co-star and on-screen husband, Patrick Dempsey, departed the show. When Patrick decided to leave during season 11, she said it was completely different for her than when her co-star, Sandra Oh, left the season before. This was because this time she had to deal with the studio and network who thought she made not be able to carry the show without the man. Ellen said, I could have left because the man left, which is not a story that I want to tell. Like he's not here anymore. So I have to go. So that story then became, becomes, what can I do without the man? Because they had to put that in my head for so long that I was no good without it. So, all right, Annie, I want to ask you first, what do you think about this statement?
1: Um, I think that, a lot of people assumed that she wouldn't be able to carry it by herself.
0: And do you think that she's done, she's done, I mean, you're the fanatic. What, like, do you think that she's done a good job? Like what is, what, has the show been the same since Patrick Dempsey left?
1: Um, It's just an, it's just different. I still watch it every week. So obviously it hasn't swayed me very much. Um, I'm also just a huge Ellen Pompeo fan. I think in, I just love who she is on the show. I love who she is in real life. Um, And I think she's just kind of a badass woman. And I think she's done a really good job. They had to do, they had to bring in different characters and things like that when he left. Um, But that's like any show when a main character
0: leaves. Right. But I mean, you think that she has no problem. You don't, I mean, I'm sure that from a character standpoint, maybe you miss him, but like he's not, He's out of the equation. It wasn't. It was like seamless for them to transition him out. Like it wasn't some major loss necessarily.
1: No, it definitely was. I mean, oh, it was Derek Shepherd and Meredith Grey was like their relationship in terms of pop culture is like one of the best love stories of our generation. <laughs> so I think that still. So I recently started watching. Gray's over from season one. I was, one by the right?
0: way, I'm so glad because you literally texted me last night. You're like, I'm in my happy place. I'm watching Gray's Anatomy. I made what? Cheesy broccoli or something?
1: Yeah, cheesy. I made um, cheesy chicken and broccoli pasta.
0: <laughs> I was like, I was so floored. You should have seen my face just like beaming in my apartment because oh. I, didn't say, I didn't want to say anything about this segment because we have never talked about this. And you're a huge Gray's Anatomy fan. I don't understand why you still watch it. Like, it was. <laughs>
1: I'm there's, I'm on season six already. And I like started over Have from you started binging? One. Yes. It's all I've been watching.
0: Honest to God. I will say the first and maybe second season, the first season of that show is one of the best seasons of television. Yeah. Bar none. Like yes. it is, it was incredible. I mean, I will say Shonda had to sell out a little bit because she was now, like they moved it to, to a prime spot on the, on the, on the schedule and like she needed to make it more soapy I think which you know that just happens with shows but like the the sh- the first season of that show is so like it almost is like an indie show like a show that would be on HBO or like a yeah, show Yeah it's that, incredible. Like, grittier, it's so good. Yeah. And the second season is also really good too. Um but, and yeah. so
1: are seasons three through
0: 16. All right, 16. okay, fine. Yeah, all right. No, I mean, uh, they,
1: they've had their moments, like any show that's been on TV that long, they have their moments where it's kind of like, okay, this is kind of boring. Yeah. I've never missed an episode. Um, just going back to asking the question about when Patrick Dempsey left, yeah. that is still one of, like that episode for anyone that watches Grey's Anatomy is the most gut-wrenching, like the way they killed him off that show is so fucked. Ugh. And it just, and I know he and Shonda Rhimes had quite a few issues. Um, like you
0: mean behind the scenes? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And That's too bad. He may have even broken contract to get out of the show. What
0: Do, do you know what it was? I mean, was there anything? I, uh, do you know why or like what they had issues with?
1: Well, he kind of left acting altogether. When he left Grace, oh. because he also races cars, so I think he was just kind of over it. Oh, got um, it. To my knowledge, but I don't. I mean, I don't know for sure. I don't even know if he's ever publicly talked about it. But I know Shonda has made comments about how she and Patrick yeah. Dempsey did not get along. Um, right. I think the season after that was hard because they also kind of put Mer- like Meredith was like off, like missing. For a while like she just up and left when derek died and so i think people just didn't really know what was going to happen um but obviously i mean that this they keep getting re-signed so obviously people yeah. still watch it.
0: yeah i mean why why do you love it so much
1: well let me be clear and say that i will watch every medical show on tv um i, I w- could have been a doctor I should have been a doctor, trust me, that will go down in my life as my biggest regret. Um, no, but I, I mean, I watched New Amsterdam, The Good Doctor, The Resident, Grey's Anatomy. I used to watch House. I watched ER. Like, that, wow. I just, I really love... You're a medical
0: yeah. obsessed...
1: Yeah, no, I love them. They're my favorite genre outside of reality. So I think that's part of it, and also... It just, I mean, I started watching it when I was a senior in high school. Wow. And so for me, it's like I just, I've grown so attached to these characters. And what's weird is when I started watching it over, I remember almost every single episode, which is really bizarre.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: Um, there was one season, season five. Was it se- I think season five. Was, there were some patchy spots, but I was in college then. <laughs> so
0: it's like, well, clearly yeah. there would be some patchy spots.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, but other than that, I like remember everything. I just get, I'm so excited for them to start filming and for it to come back on. It's like what I look forward to on Fridays is to, because I don't have cable. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I watch it like the next day on Hulu and I look so forward to it.
0: Do you think that what she said was like, <clears throat> I mean, like, do you do you think that that was valid in terms of like what she said about being like leaving with the man? Like, yeah, we kind of already talked about this, but like, I just was curious as, to, do you think that was, I wonder how serious that was. Like, I'm not saying that it wasn't, but it just mean like, just meaning like, cause to me, I feel like she could easily carry the show. You can't have Grey's Anatomy without Meredith, Meredith Grey. Gray. But I get, I get, I get the sentiment. I get the, the whole sentiment. Like he was the marquee name when the show started and they got him and you know, whatever. And they had this crazy love story that everybody loved and stuff. But you know, I, to me, it feels like she's selling herself short. Cause I think I, that wouldn't have, I wouldn't have ever thought that, but I am also a man, so.
1: I was just going to say, you're also a white man. Yeah. Um, at 100, look at just actresses in general. Like, there are so few female-led shows. Yeah. I mean, you and I have talked about this because you are writing one or, yeah. you know what I mean? And so
0: yeah.
1: I think, like, that naturally, not to mention, like, Jackson Avery's on it, which is Jesse Williams. Like, they easily could have slotted him into the main, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think she's selling herself short in that regard, only because that's the reality of Hollywood. Yeah. No one, no one thinks a woman can do
0: it. Well, no, no, I, I'm saying the opposite, though. I mean, I hope you know that that's what I'm saying.
1: No, no, no. I do understand what oh, you're okay, saying. Okay. All right. I'm just saying from the <laughs> just, just public, like, oh God,
0: did I just say something super misogynistic? No, no, no. I
1: know you're saying it from the perspective of like, she's a powerful woman. Like, why yeah. would she not be able to do it?
0: Right. But, but the but reality you're saying, is, yes, the reality is, is right.
1: Right. You're also coming from the perspective of like women can do anything men can do because yeah. that's just your stance. Like, you're a male okay. feminist. Yeah, which is great, and we need more of you. um But no, I mean, I think it was her concern was very valid. Did you did you listen to the whole interview?
0: No, did you?
1: Yes, of course. Oh, I did.
0: good. I I figured you would. What the else? What moment else? Happened?
1: It popped up. I got like a little notification. I like you new podcast. I you're like, <laughs> oh, immediately. I was like, play, boom, play. play. Um, like I said, I just really love who she is as a person, and she's had her missteps, like we all have, but. I think she's on the right side of history for most things, mm-hmm. um, and so I, yeah, I just dig her. But the interview is really good. I highly recommend listening to it. Oh, her.
0: good. Because they talk
1: just about like she even made the comment that she's watched herself age because now she's almost fifty, and
0: was right thirty. Like yeah,
1: she said over the last seventeen years, I've watched myself age on screen, and she was like, I've never had Botox, I've never had filler. And she actually said like, it's such a mind fuck to watch myself I age bet. on TV, because most people in Hollywood are getting work done. So she's like, it's really hard. Are you sweating or?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just have to dab myself a bit. You're
1: dabbing your <laughs> I'm collarbone. feeling a little the
0: collarbone sweat. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the clamped.
1: Um, but no, I mean, I think they talk about that, how like just how women age out so much faster. Um, they talk about how, like, they think that sometimes writers of shows mess with them. Hmm. Like, there would be things happening in Ellen's personal life that would all of a sudden kind of show up in the show in a different way. And Dax, at one point, was like, oh, my God, that happened to me when we had our daughter Lincoln. Like, the next time I showed up to film, a new character showed up on the show named Lincoln, and I thought they were (laughs) messing with me. And so they kind of, it's, it's just a good interview. Like, you can tell that they have a history of being friends. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're good friends, but, like, there's definitely a history there. And she's just so, like, smiley. You know how you can tell when someone's smiling. Yeah. She's so smiley and just warm. Right. So it's a really good interview.
0: Oh, good. I'll have to check it out. So, wait, yeah. on Grey's Anatomy, there's Mc, McDreamy, McSteamy. If I was on the show, what would my name be? McDummy? McSingle. McSingle. McChicken, uh,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. McDreamy uh, was Patrick Dempsey.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I watched. I watched some of it. I watched Mc, a few. Did
1: McSteamy? I think he was on in season two. Yeah, that's Harris Dane. There. He was there. Yeah,
0: I remember him. Um, but yeah, I watched a couple seasons of it. Certainly, definitely. I don't know how many. I think just the first two, maybe, or the third. Maybe, maybe I did the third one too. All right, uh, and to close out our season, we head over to Florida Man.
1: Thank God. (laughs) Our tried and true.
0: I can't wait for you to listen to this one, because I laughed out loud. This week's headline reads, Drunk Florida Man Drives Lawnmower Down Highway Tells Cop Just Take Me to Jail. (laughs) Body camera footage captured an inebriated Florida man asking a sheriff's deputy to take him to jail after being caught driving his lawnmower in the middle of the highway. A Marion County sheriff's deputy arrested the man, Paul Burke on a DUI charge. Burke has had three prior DUI convictions and has had his driver's license suspended or revoked seven times because of DUIs or refusing to submit to a breathalyzer. Burke initially attempted to do the field sobriety exercises, but had trouble walking and standing still when the officer pulled him over burke asked well can you just give me a ticket and be done with that the officer then asked again if burke wished to do the field sobriety exercises no sir just take me to jail burke replied later the sheriff's office issued a statement saying driving a lawnmower in the middle of the road where the speed limit is 55 is dangerous and illegal add being drunk into the mix it can become fatal well no shit Uh, The office charged Burke with two felonies, including a fourth or subsequent DUI offense and a third or subsequent moving traffic violation with a suspended license. The office also charged Burke with one misdemeanor crime, refusing to submit to a, a blood alcohol test while having a suspended license, according to the office's inmate records. According to the office records, Burke has appeared in the inmate system at least 14 other times with incidents dating back as far as 1990.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> like, do you think that Florida does this on purpose?
0: <laughs> like, they're like, it's a slow news day. Let's get some homeless guy drunk and put him on a lawnmower.
1: There's That wouldn't happen anywhere else.
0: No. What is going... But, like, what was he... What was he – I I mean, obviously, he wasn't thinking, but, like, if you were at all in your right mind, like, what would be the motive to, like, get on a lawnmower? There is
1: no one in Florida in their right mind. Right. I mean, they eat each other's faces off there.
0: (laughs) But I'm just saying that, like, if – seriously, if you are thinking – I mean, I guess – I guess this is It was the-
1: probably the same mindset that some people have like oh well I'm not going to drive my car but I'll just hop on this bicycle.
0: <laughs> this is a lawnmower. But I'm just saying like so you take your lawnmower and you drive it so like first of all you're not going like 100 miles an hour it's not like you can get that places that far so like you'd have to you'd have to drive it out of his neighborhood drive it onto a street drive it onto the highway I mean it's like <laughs> All of these things would have to happen. And then, like, at what point are you like, oh, probably shouldn't do this. Or, like, this is really stupid.
1: Well, but if you've had 14 DUI-related issues, like, you're not thinking about I shouldn't do this at all. Like, you're just down for whatever.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I just laughed so hard when it was, like, drives lawnmower on highway, (laughs) just take me to jail. Oh, I mean,
1: God. listen. When you drink, you go get on a bird scooter and ride That's a subway. That's true.
0: That is true.
1: Like, what if he just wanted Subway?
0: You know what? I retract my statements.
1: Yeah, like seriously, even, I could easily even... have gotten.
0: I could yes. have easily gotten on a lawnmower and rode just my twenty-four hour Subway and gotten two double turkey wraps. And fallen asleep with one of them on, and, like, woke up with on my face. I mean, it I would mean, have not been crazy.
1: Honestly, if someone said to me, like, if we were playing a game, and not you and I, like, someone else, and they asked me, which one of your friends would ride a lawnmower while drunk, <laughs> it would take me less than half a second to say your name. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, and that is... So Thank serious. You. I mean I
0: feel like that's I
1: feel like that I, I feel like that that's is not, not a, compliment. a compliment.
0: Oh well.
1: <laughs> Other than the fact I you that you were saying you had... that I was
0: like manly, I'm gonna get on a lawnmower.
1: No, I I don't know how the hell you got that, but no, I was mostly saying it in terms like I say it's not a compliment. Like, I thought you'd
0: think that I was manly enough to operate a lawnmower because I don't know that most people would think that. So
1: <laughs> I mean, no, you just have a very strong brand. <laughs>
0: Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Well, Annie, that's that's wait, our season. Wait, wait.
1: I have a question. What is what? your favorite Florida man from this season?
0: Probably the the guy. Probably the the guy who defecated. Who like went yes. to school <laughs> and defecated on that was I think our first one, wasn't it?
1: It was that one was of the first. So oh, insane! It I mean, was like, one of the first ones. I was going to say
0: mine broke broke into a school, yeah. defecated everywhere, defecated in like. Took shits in and outside the school. But on like, on like the window ledge of the classroom. Yes! That yes. one is
1: burned into my memory. And honestly, I think about it at least once a week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple. There were, honestly, it took me a little, it was a little bit hard to choose. There were a couple other ones. Like some guy bought a Lamborghini because he got $13 million in PPP payments like for the coronavirus he like was taking all this money he was like asking for all this money from the government and he did like 13 he got 13 million dollars bought a Lamborghini and then they like repoed it and he was like I didn't do it <laughs> you're like yeah you did <laughs> yes you did there was a couple there was another one too that was like some naked. some it was like somebody naked I mean why is everybody naked in Florida too they were like That's- running it Oh, do you know, do you remember the other one that was like the, the couple were naked? They started having sex in the back of the cop car because they were like selling bath salt and yes. they were selling drugs. Oh yes. no, they were selling the, uh, they were selling like Jesus, like coronavirus. That was another good one. Yeah. Maybe two different ones.
1: Yeah, they were selling the coronavirus cure from like the church of some I actually
0: think, no, those were two separate ones. Like there was, there was a couple who was like at the beach who then- Oh, got they were
1: selling tickets to heaven or something.
0: Yes, maybe that's it. And then the other people, the whole fa- the family, the dad and the two sons were selling the coronavirus cure of like the, it was like just bleach in a bottle. Like, yeah,
1: the, yes. The dad and the son sold the bleach. The couple that was selling meth, or they were, yes. on, they were on meth and they were selling tickets to heaven and heaven. They were having tickets sex to in the back yes. of a cop car.
0: I mean, what is going on in Florida?
1: I... I mean, truly, it's a mystery. You are so sweaty, so we can wrap it up.
0: <laughs> oh, God, it's so gross. I don't know why. It's these lights, these beams. Um, are you using a ring lamps. light? I wish I have a ring light. I'm using these, like, they're just lamps.
1: <laughs> oh, nice.
0: They're just two lamps. <laughs> I need a ring light. But I, that was another thing that I was going to buy. It, was a, it would be a waste of money. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's our season. I can't believe we made it this far. Um, it's crazy. We've done 47 episodes, Annie. We are just shy of 50.
1: That is crazy. I mean, we'll
0: hit, we'll hit 50. But, okay, uh, be sure to watch out for some off-season content and our hiatus hump day headlines coming to an Instagram near you. We'll be back with more expert guests and plenty of opinions in season two.
1: As long as Bryce makes it to season two
0: hey um no guys in
1: in the interim please make sure you're following us on instagram that's where you're going to find all announcements and any content that we put out it's at nobody's pod at annie underscore wilk and at bryce advice uh you can also follow us on twitter bryce is live tweeting a lot of different things these days um so it's at nobody's the pod at bryce advice at annie underscore wilk um
0: are you still not tweeting anything
1: Still not tweeting anything, but maybe I'll mix it up here during the hiatus. Um, And then TikTok is at nobody's pod. Same for personals. Um, You can also email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. And also the koozies are still for sale. Um, I will put, we'll put the link in the bio. Yeah. um, Of at nobody's pod on Instagram.
0: Actually, it should be there now, but if it's not, I will put it in there
1: yes so you can also purchase those um it's one for five or two for eight and they're the thin can koozies for white claw please tell at least one friend to they have a ton of episodes they have 47 episodes to binge so tell a friend um and we're excited for season two i'm even more excited for a month off
0: (laughs) true true thank you guys we will see you next season wear a mask register to vote We hope you have an amazing weekend.
1: And more importantly, a mediocre week and month of September. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (sighs) The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay.
0: It is recorded in a small, crummy apartment in North Hollywood, California.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.